Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Today, we continue our new series, 50 Shades of They, centered around cultivating impactful and meaningful relationships. Building strong connections isn't a stroke of luck. It requires dedication and effort. In today's message titled Mismatched, we'll explore the importance of who we date and marry and also who we choose as our best friends. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message titled Mismatched. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. On my left foot, I've got one of my favorite shoes on. In fact, my wife, Bought these shoes for me this Christmas. I love these shoes. On my right, I have a flip-flop that I counted it. It's 18 years old. (laughs) 18 years old. I've come close, dangerously close, to throwing it away. But I'm not going to do it because it's comfortable. But obviously, I'm mismatched. Could it be that Someone here is mismatched? Could it be that someone here is hooked up, connected with the wrong they, the wrong person in your life? Maybe you're with the wrong squad, the wrong clique, the wrong team, the wrong fraternity, the wrong sorority, the wrong business. Could it be though that you're mismatched because when you run with the crowd, the crowd will run you. I want to talk to you about how to move away from the wrong day, how to match up in your relationships. Now, the Bible says something really intriguing about this. If you have your Bibles, you might want to turn to the New Testament book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, we have a lot in common with the people of Corinth, the fellowshipians, I guess you could say. Corinth was a very worldly city, very cosmopolitan city, very hip city. Yet, some of the people at the church of Corinth, they were mismatched. They were hanging out with the wrong day, and the Apostle Paul had something to say about it. He was like, guys, don't be mismatched. That's what Paul said, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. Don't be mismatched, because remember, God, Paul says, has our best interests in mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, I'll begin reading in verse 14. Now, before I read this verse, I'm going to tell you right up front. If you're single, how many singles do we have here? That means you're not married if you're single. Lift your hand. All right. This is going to be the most unpopular verse in all the Bible. 
Because when you read this verse about being mismatched, two-thirds, I'll say it again, two-thirds of the potential candidates will be wiped out. Do not, that means do not, don't. Do not be yoked, yoked, yeah, yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Yoke. Some of you might be going, yoke. No, yokes are high in cholesterol. I'm into egg whites, dude. I'm not talking about that. Yoke, what do you mean? Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Yoke. A yoke is a piece of farm equipment. Back in the day, it was a wooden structure and it had holes, two holes, and animals of equal strength and equal kind would, would, would be harnessed to this yoke. And if they were of equal strength and equal kind, they would, they would do some beautiful things in the field. They would, they would plow and it would go straight and they could, they could sow seed and reap a harvest and everybody was happy and peppy and bursting with love. If, if they were equally yoked. No one, no farmer worth his or her salt would even think about being mismatched. No farmer would think about putting maybe an ox in one part of the yoke and a donkey in the other. So the backdrop of this is in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 10. It says, do not plow with an ox and a donkey yoked together. A donkey to the Jewish mindset was unclean. You ever been around a donkey? Donkeys are cantankerous, man. An ox though, they're, they're more courageous. They got, some, they got some confidence. They're clean to the Jew. So a Jew's like, I would never ever yoke together a clean animal with an unclean animal, an ox with a donkey, no way, I'm not gonna do that. Because the nature determines the association. The nature of a pig determines its association. Pigs hang out with other pigs. They're associated with other pigs. <laughs> Sound effects mine. They participate with other pigs, root around, mess around, mate, and do all sorts of bad stuff, crazy stuff, pigs. And then their destination, hopefully, because I like pork, they end up next to some egg yolks. See the theme? And we have eggs and bacon. Yes. So the nature determines its association. Now, some have read this and said, oh, I know what it means. This means that we're to separate from the world. And a lot of people run around thinking, all right, Christians, they're the white hats, and we versus the black cats. You know, the we, the we, the Christians, we're the Christian army, and if you're non-Christian, too bad for you. Uh, you can go to hell, and we'll just separate ourselves physically. And back in the day, you had people taking a, a vow of poverty, an oath of isolation, which is not biblical. It came out of the Catholic Church. Monasteries were built, and these people, <laughs> Didn't talk very much, supposed to pray all the time and do all this stuff, and they didn't own one thing. Yet that was supposed to be holy. Well, there's one problem. 
It's not biblical. The Bible never says we're to isolate ourselves physically. Yet today, it's real cool, it's real sexy. We have some of these young Christians who think, oh man, everybody should sell everything they have and fly over to Borneo and become a missionary. It's modern day monasticism. You're not a believer unless you've taken an oath of poverty. Where is that in the Bible? Jesus only asked one person to sell everything, the rich young ruler, that was it. It's not in the Bible. We're to be in the world, not of the world. It's like a boat. The boat's in the ocean, it's not of the ocean. I'm to be in the world, not of the world. So yes, I am to be, to be in the world, but not of the world. It's like a great doctor. I, I treat the disease without being contaminated. So, so that's what I'm supposed to do. And what's so funny is a lot of people go, oh man, I can't wait to go to Nicaragua or Guatemala or Haiti. And all of a sudden they think when they step on the soils of a foreign country, they'll become these white hot evangelists. I'm like, that's great. What are you doing in your apartment complex? What are you doing in your neighborhood? God has not called us to be monks, to separate and isolate physically. He's called us to be missionaries, missionaries. So it doesn't mean we separate ourselves physically. And it doesn't mean we don't have friendships with people who are far away from God. I've got a lot of friends who are far away from God. We're friends, we have friendship, but there's no fellowship. Fellowship means to have in common, the commonality. I'm not yoked together with them. What does it mean to be yoked? It means to be bound. What does it mean to be yoked? Does it mean to isolate yourself? Doesn't mean to never relate to anybody who's not a follower of Christ because we're here to bring as many people as possible to heaven with us. That's why we're here. So it doesn't mean those things, and we've misinterpreted that, and we've gone to all sorts of crazy things Christians have, and some Christians say, oh, everything I do has got to be Christian, and even when my toilet's clogged, I'll call a Christian plumber, and I'll play Christian music, and, and really? I want to call the best plumber, not necessarily a Christian one. <laughs> what? Anyway, it's a whole other story. So I'm talking about don't be mismatched. Okay, let me, let me talk to singles. This is very unpopular, but listen to me, because I've lived this out. Not perfectly, I've lived it out. Let me talk about a man and woman's relationship, because you know we, we do have this desire for the opposite sex. Why does God insist that those who are single should only date those who are believers? Why does God say, don't be mismatched when you're dating someone, and especially, don't marry somebody who's not a believer? I mean, why would God say that? Two thirds of the group, as I said earlier, are wiped out. You see the genius of God. Number one, God says, and God knows that, that, that we are gonna be frustrated and humiliated if we can't share that which is most precious to us with our spouse. Did you get that? The deepest part of a person is their personal relationship with God through Christ. Can you imagine not being able to share with someone that which is the most intimate in your life? I remember one time I was at a banquet, I had to speak and I was eating this rubber chicken and cold broccoli. Guy sitting next to me looked very boring. You know, just, he just did. 
And I was trying to pull conversation out of him to no avail. Finally, I just started, you know, just saying what I like. Well, I said, you know, I like fishing. Fishing? I love fishing. And the guy just lit up. And we had this amazing conversation full of lies because fishermen lie to one another and we believe each other's lies. We had that common bond. I mean, you have that commonality with someone, but we're talking about on a whole nother level here with Jesus. You are listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, Mismatched, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message, Mismatched. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Think about the genius of God. Can you imagine having kids and one person's doing one thing and the other person's doing another? One parent believes one thing, one parent's doing another. Oh, I want to build a house, really? Well, let's just uh, draw up two sets of plans. How would that work? It'd be chaotic. That's what it's like if you're mismatched in a marriage as far as child-rearing challenges. Another reason why God insists that we be matched up is because he knows that both parties, if they're followers of Christ, have the ministry of reconciliation in effect. Can you just wrap your little brain around the fact of, of a marriage without the ministry of reconciliation? Jesus did the reconciliation on the cross. He did the work on the cross for us to be reconciled to God. All I have to do is look at the cross and realize I have the ministry of reconciliation and it challenges me and it calls for me to reconcile with my spouse, with Lisa, when, not if, when we have an argument. If you're not matched up, good luck, good luck. Oh, Ed, I'm, I'm married though and I'm mismatched. I guess this means I should just leave him. No, it doesn't mean that. It means that you have a mantle to carry. It means that you need to live out the life in front of your mismatched spouse. It means you need to put even more offensive energy into the church and surround yourself with the right they. Now, this is the little brief sermon within a sermon to 
the singles. And, and I'm telling you, you can fall in love with the wrong person. You can get married to the wrong person. Remember, God wants to save you and me from being mismatched. He wants us to be matched. We have this desire to be matched. And when we do it his way, we're going to plow in straight lines as opposed to going around and around and around. Now we come to some pretty tough stuff because I am a why guy. And, and I'm a guy that is into fashion. I enjoy fashion. Yet I feel weird being mismatched. A lot of us though are mismatched. We all go through times we've been mismatched. Why? Because I'm a why guy. Why doesn't God want us to be mismatched? Why? 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 Well, he doesn't want us to hang around with a flip-flop because flip-flops flip and flop. Blew out my flip-flop, stepped on a pop-top, cut my heel and made my way back home. There's booze in the blend. I'm sorry, that's Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Do you people spend any time in the sunshine? (laughs) Why God doesn't want me to be mismatched? Number one, flip-flops have poor traction. I need some traction when difficult times hit my life. And if you're with a flip-flop, if you're mismatched, good luck. Flip-flops, they have terrible traction. They're not gonna support you. Flip-flops have no insulation. Man, my toes and fingers get cold like that. I just cannot do cold weather. I mean, it's just like that. So, so flip-flops, you know, they're cool and all that, but you don't wear them that long. These are like 18 years old and, 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 and they have terrible insulation. Very few places I can go dressed like this. Flip-flops also hold you back. You realize the wrong day is holding you back. The right day, go back to the nature and association. You're associated with the right day. You're going to participate with them, and you'll go to the right destination. They'll hold you back, man. I mean, they're, 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 you think I can go anywhere like this? Try to go into a nice restaurant, hotel, business or try to have a meeting like this, they're going to be like, Ed, you look great. Ooh. (laughs) One shoe can ruin this outfit. And you're letting this flip-flop mess you around, hold you back. They'll hold you back, man. It says a big heel, this doesn't. And look, I, I can't do a lot of stuff. There's only certain areas I can go, certain places I can go. It's time to separate. It's time to kick off the flip-flop. Well, that's what what the Bible says. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. You can jot down Isaiah 5211, because this text is pretty much the backdrop of Isaiah 5211, which talks about the captive nation leaving Babylon and returning to their own land. So we kick off the flip-flop 
and we return to the relational land, the relational real estate that God has for us. That's what we do. We come out, we separate, not isolate, we separate. It says, come out from them, be separate, and touch no unclean thing. Sometimes I just unfollow people because they're flip-flop people. I do. Sometimes I'll go through my phone and just delete certain names, certain contacts because they're flip-flop people. We need to constantly do this because the enemy will always put the wrong day in the way of the right day and the wrong day will suck us into the fray and we'll miss being matched up with the kind of people that God wants. I'm not saying to be mean-spirited. I'm not saying to, to, to punch somebody or to tell somebody off. I'm saying what the scripture says, we have to separate, we're moving toward the things of God, we're yoked up to Jesus, and because we're yoked up to Jesus, it's impossible to be yoked up to someone who's not yoked up to Jesus. If I'm yoked up to Jesus, I'm gonna be yoked up with people who have Jesus in their lives. They're not dragging me down, they're pulling me up. They're not hating on me, they're encouraging me. They're not saying this or that, they're challenging me. There's a commonality, there's a goal. We're plowing in straight lines. Look at verse seven. It says, therefore, since we have these promises, I'm sorry, chapter seven, verse one. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates. That's what I said earlier about the doctor, right? Contact without contamination. Good doctors know how to do that. Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. And then in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. We take that yoke, and God will take us places we never dreamed possible. And you know, if you don't get this, the yoke is on you. <laughs> if you don't understand this, the yoke is on you. God wants the best for your relationships, for your marriage, for your dating relationships, for your friendships, and it happens when we say, okay, Jesus, you be the center of my life. I'm not gonna put fear there or guilt there. I'm not gonna put myself there, materialism there. I'm not putting jealousy there. I'm not putting anything there but you. You be the center of my life. I wanna yoke up to you and I promise you, you'll find yourself naturally and, and really supernaturally leaving the wrong day and moving to the right day. I'm a walking, living, breathing testimony of this. I've not done it perfectly, but I've lived it out for decades, God's way works. Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We trust that this message titled Mismatched has challenged you. 
God wants the best for your relationships, for your marriage, and for your friendships. It happens when we place Him at the center of our lives. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. In the upcoming session of our series, 50 Shades of They, we go deeper into the idea of cultivating meaningful relationships titled God's Way, God's They. This session explores the profound idea that surrounding yourself with the right people can ignite the best qualities within you. Join us as we unravel the transformative power of a supportive and godly circle. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more enriching content and opportunities to be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.